Hello, you're listening to Neighbours, the Neighbours Recap Podcast, and we are going to be talking about the most recent five episodes of the show, and we are gearing up towards the finale of 2014. My name's Vaya. And I'm Kate. We are live from the PirateNet studios, which thankfully haven't been turned into a hippie bar yet. No, but it still does smell a fair bit of decaf coffee in here. And hippies. (laughs) Smells like unwashed youths. So... A huge week, lots of high drama. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we left it on one of the best cliffhangers I think Neighbours has ever had on yes. Friday night. And then coming in on Monday, they pretty much resolved everything, didn't yep. they? Yep. We were, a few of us were thinking it would have been fine to end the year on Sonia banging Definitely. the door down. Definitely. Yeah. It was a bit scary. So we pick up with Sonia screaming at her door. The stalker's on the other side. Her daughter's crying. Detective Mechanic's knocked out on the floor. Yeah, he's slumped against the door. So is that why she can't open it? Because he's he's a heifer and he can't let her through? I think so. But what they showed on the previous episode was the door was kind of getting pushed back against her. Like there was someone standing there. So I don't know. It didn't seem like Hot Cop's dead weight was blocking the door. (laughs) Okay. So then she calls Toadie. Not the cops, by the way. If if I was in that situation, I'd be on triple O straight away. Exactly. Calling my boyfriend, like no offense, but oh look, he's a, he's a wrestler, the lawman from way back. But really, an actual lawman might be a bit more useful. Yeah, exactly. But then she busts the door in. Then yeah, first of all, you see Brennan's body getting skewed off to the side. But um, yeah, Nell's sitting on the bed, happy as Larry, and then she noticed that the um, the Venetian blinds are all messed up. Yes, and the intruder has escaped. And there's an adorable moment where she mm. runs to see if Nell's okay, and Nell goes, "Mark." And points to Detective Mechanic on the floor. Who's just waking up because he's been out cold. Yes. Which, in my mind, I've heard that if you're unconscious, you need to go to hospital straight away because that's really super bad. Nah, they've just bunged the frozen peas on his head and <laughs> he's fine. He doesn't need to see Carl. That's Carl's best home remedy. I know. When on, on one of you know the actual occasions where you might need to go to Erinsborough Hospital, God yeah. forbid, yeah, no, they didn't go. Nah. Then... Dad Cop finally turns up. He has a look around the house and, yeah, yeah, Hot Cop's clutching the frozen piece to his head. And he says that the phone company is processing the phone number request. Because remember, Sonia had the phone number to ring yeah, last she, week. Yeah, she didn't, the, the stalker didn't block her number. I don't know. I'm pretty sure the cops can, <laughs> you know, like find out who owns a phone number straight away. Just by ringing it. <laughs> <laughs> and then an extra pat- patrol will drop by tonight. Yeah. Now, if I was Toadie or Sonia... I'd go to Lassiter's for at least a night. Or just next door with Carl and Susan. Yes, yes. Maybe, you know, go down and see Toadie's parents or something. But, yeah, no, I wouldn't stay there because that intruder could knock out a fit young man. Yes. I I think, you know, Toad and Sonia are toast. Mm. Then the next morning, Toadie and Sonia wake up. And, look, I think this is the first time I've ever seen their bedroom. Yeah. Anyway, yep. And they didn't sleep up last night. And then they say, oh, we shouldn't have stayed here last night. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> and then we hear a clattering, which, by the way, sounded like someone walking through autumn leaves. <laughs> and so they run out to the lounge room and um, Toadie's wielding a beach umbrella stick. Oh, see, I thought it was a baseball bat. No, 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 no. It had a spike on the end. <laughs> and it looked, it looked like a broom handle. It wasn't, wasn't really going to inflict too much damage. So did he dismantle the umbrella in this time? I don't know. I don't know why you'd just have that hanging by your front door, but I don't know. It was an odd weapon of choice. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's a strange woman standing in their lounge room, rifling through their pin board. And Sonia looks at her and says, Erin, and immediately identifies her. And then we, that's yeah, where we leave them. Yeah. Mind you, and Sonia went to the kitchen bench to pick up her mobile phone, which was charging there, which... I don't know. I think I'd have it charging beside my bed if I had some crazy-ass stalker. Yeah, I'd be sleeping with that under my head. Yes. (laughs) So we'll meet Erin in the next episode. Now, the other thing that they've resolved on Monday is Nate has been digging a hole. Yeah. Digging a hole to China. And on Friday, it turns out he was digging the dirt on Sue's, so to speak. Yeah. And so I couldn't... It was very dark on Friday. What actually happened? So she tripped and fell. She was following Nate. She tripped and fell. Yeah. And then... Did she fall into the hole? I think so. And again, was out, out cold. There was, there was a lot of unconsciousness happening. Yeah. Yeah. And then Nate's phone rings while he's digging and somehow the phone has illuminated the hole and then, oh, he sees Susie's in there. <laughs> and see, I thought he was having some sort of, you know, episode where he was completely out of it, but you know, no, no, no. Yeah, I thought he was sleepwalking. Yeah, yeah, sleep digging. Sleep digging. <laughs> 
Because in the next scene, everyone's back home having a cup of tea and everybody's fine, which yeah. was quite the jump cut. You've yeah. gone from you're burying your – what even is she to him? You're burying uh, your step nephew, former step-auntie in yeah. the ground and now you're back home having a cuppa. Obviously, a dark day at Erin's Hospital that day. Yeah, they didn't even <laughs> see them. They just sent them home. And he admits that back in the, in the army, they used to have them dig holes as a disciplinary measure. Yes, and that he'd get a good night's sleep from that. So he thought he'd, oh, yeah, give it a go. Which was strange. Was I, I thought, oh, is that the technique to make them all sleep like babies? <laughs> and how did Carl just never know that he's got all these, like, graves in his backyard? <laughs> Was he digging? Like, surely the council was he digging? He must have been digging around near Rain's campsite. Surely, do they still have an allotment? Maybe it was down there. No, the allotment didn't the allotment become the nursery? That's a good point. Yeah, the allotment. <laughs> God, I hated the allotment. Ugh. Stop trying to make that work, neighbours. <laughs> so Nate admits he's been going to therapy, which for some reason Chris is stunned that he didn't yeah. know about. Well, you know, it's not a massive Mate, secret. It's you, had, a- you had brain damage. So I think it was all right to keep some things from you. And then the next day, Nate is still trying to make it up with Suze because um, he feels really guilty about burying her. <laughs> which they don't really go into depth about. It's like, Suze, Suze, they put you in a hole. Yeah. And, and then, then-, then Suze says, you and me therapy shopping first thing tomorrow morning. Now, you and I took this different ways. Mm. So, I, first of all, I read it as, oh, a bit of retail therapy. Gone down to Chadston. <laughs> but I, this is what I've been saying all along. You need to keep going until you find the right counsellor. Because Nate found a counsellor and went, I'm not going to talk to you and just left. And that was that. Yeah, but you've yeah. got to keep talking to them on the phone and stuff until you find a good one. Yeah, find a different one. So I was very proud of that Susan had finally raised that. Probably could have raised that six weeks ago, but that's fine. Yeah. Then Nate has – there's a lovely moment with Nate and Chris where Nate feels like he doesn't deserve yeah. Christos's love. Then they had a really tender kiss as well. Yeah, and my boyfriend walked through the room at that point and went, this bit's good. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, yeah, Chris, Christos said, I love you, and then Nate said, I love you too. Yeah, Aww. which was gorgeous. And, again, that always makes me sad that it's not on yeah. Channel 10 – so then yeah. more people could watch it. Not many more, but <laughs> a handful more people. But um, one thing that I noted from that scene was that Christos was doing the washing up. You'd think Carl would spring for a dishwasher. Remember, like, Susan had a slip and fall yeah. in that kitchen? Like, she, like, nearly died come again. On, come on, money bags with your scratchy ticket. <laughs> don't buy a bed you don't need. Get a dishwasher. dishwasher. Okay, now, guess who's back? Naomi, who has been accused of being the stalker. Well, we've discovered this, yeah. the actual stalker. She's, in fact, been in Melbourne for the last four weeks. Where has she been staying? Well, apparently it was a hotel in the city. But yeah, right. How the hell did she pay for that? Because she, she also remembers she gave Georgia and Kyle um, a stay at Lasseter's. Yeah, she paid for their honeymoon suite. Yeah. And, well, Sheila's foot the bill for for Hawaii. And um, apparently Naomi's been um, hauling her ways around town trying to get a job in every firm. But Charles and Polly, her ex-lover and his bitter wife, <laughs> um, have ruined her rep at every firm. She probably did a good job ruining her own reputation. Look, every firm? I mean, specific firms? There's a lot of firms. Yeah. Has she called every firm? <laughs> every accounting firm? Every law firm? I think she, she'd be able to get a job Did somewhere. she not put her name down with a recruitment agency or a temp agency? I feel there's plenty of suburban lawyers out there who are looking for a legal oh, secretary. <laughs> no, no wiki carbone lawyers wouldn't have her. <laughs> oh, and then Naomi forgives Toadie for accusing her of stalking. Yeah. Even though she's like, by the way, Toadie, I still love you. Sorry. Yeah, even Hawaii couldn't dull her lust for Toad. Nah. How can it? How can it be dulled? (laughs) Now, okay, this is where we're ramping up with the whole To Rage storyline for the week. So we left To Rage on what I thought was going to be a really saucy time for her in the hotel suite (laughs) with Ezra, her old crush. Yeah, you see, I was reading it a little bit differently that night. I thought oh. it was a bit of a menacing music and, you know, he kind of closed the door purposefully, but yeah. Um, I thought it was just lust. Then she's in um, the bathroom, mascara's running down her cheeks, she's weeping. Yeah, and it's quite tragic and, look, we don't know what's going on and it turns out we actually never really find out what's going on as we will unfold yeah. during the week. We'll unpack exactly what happened with Tarage and it's a mystery. And Drab, I thought, was pretty rude the way he arrived at Tarage's hotel suite. Yeah. Like, what have you been doing? Has something yeah. happened? Is, is Ezra here? Like, your wife's crying on the floor. Like, yeah. maybe ask a few more sensitive questions. Yeah. He goes, is this a revenge thing? Did you want to, yeah, even the score? 
And then she goes, did you really think I'd be that childish? <laughs> and I think that speaks volumes about Ooh, yes. their dysfunctional personalities there. Yes. So she's told him something happens and he just leaves. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, mate. So then Paul sees Tarage the next morning mm. and he gives her a bit of a wink, wink. Oh, what did you get up to last night? Oh, and so this is where she kind of vaguely admits to Paul that Ezra didn't exercise consent in yes. her hotel room last she said night. that Ezra wouldn't take no for an answer and that she had to force him out. And as far as we're aware, that's supposedly all that happened. Yeah. He tried yeah. to put the moves on. She said, no, get out. And then he left. Yeah. But then cut to her crying on the bathroom floor. Yeah. She does go into it a bit more depth in the next episode. Mm-hmm. So we'll, I think we'll, we'll cover it then. Yeah, we'll pick it up again. <laughs> and Paul feels really bad. He's like, oh, I was just trying to set you up with that hot guy. Yeah. But that's all Paul knows. Just at this point, all he knows is that um, Ezra wouldn't take no yeah. for an answer and she had to force him out. Yeah. Not that anything else happened no. beyond that point. And then he said, oh, I was just trying to be your friend. And Tarage says, you're not my friend. And I thought that yeah. was, I felt for Paul then. I know, he looked sincere. He doesn't have many mates he can knock a wine back with. Yeah. yeah. And she was one of them. Oh, and then, then Drab goes home and tells Dull Swimmer yes. that things, things might be over between him and Tarage. Look, don't seek counsel from your dropkick son. Oh, and it just makes me angry that he, that he goes back to Tarage's house yeah. to tell him that when Tarage is holed up in the, like, tinsy little hotel room. Yeah. Josh has got community service to worry about. He doesn't need this from his dad. There's plenty of cigarette butts that need picking up. <laughs> and then Drab returns to the hotel room, tells Tarage he wants to fix the marriage. He loves her. Then he embraces her and she winces and That's then cries. Right. Yeah, she's she's got some kind of pain in her stomach or something. Oh, I think something. it's her shoulder, upper arm, her shoulder. Oh, oh. Yeah. Mm. Who knows? All right, Tuesdays where we really get to meet Erin, Junkie Erin from Sonia's Junkie Past. She's nailing the junkie as well. Now, you sometimes get, on Twitter, you sometimes get cop a bit of flack for reminding everyone that Sonia's an ex-junkie. Yeah, yeah. And by by goodness, I am vindicated this week. (laughs) (laughs) Though no mention was made this week of her former street prostitution past. No, I think that's always been implied. Yeah. But, But, you know, she admitted this week that she was using when she was pregnant with um, Callum, which is despicable. Wow. (laughs) Explains a few things about how Callum's turned out. Sonia basically says, she tells Tony that she's the one that took Erin, who was, who looked up to her. They were childhood friends. Yeah, she, she, she was a role model in yeah. the worst possible way. <laughs> so she took Erin to this party where there were drugs. Yeah, quote unquote, substances. Yeah, she took, mm. her to, she took Erin to a substance party, cut to 20 years later or whatever it is. Erin is still a junkie. They've taken her kid away from her and Sonia is, has a sweet little life as a lawyer's wife with yeah. a gorgeous little kid. As Erin herself said, Mrs. Rebecca is a lot more together than me old friend Sonia Mitchell. <laughs> so then it turns out that Erin's been charged with assault, stalking and trespass and then she's in custody. Yeah, Dad Cop's flat chat at the moment. He's got that to deal with. He's got to rage later on to sort out. He's never been busier. No, I don't think he's ever dealt with more than one case in one day. Like last week, he's fishing his daughter out of the dumpster. This week, he's just, <laughs> he's got so many balls in the air, he can't cope. So Tony goes to see Erin in custody to tell her basically that she needs to take responsibility for her life and her actions. It's nothing to do with Sonia. Her, her life choices aren't Sonia's fault. And she's all like, mm, she ruined my life. <laughs> And I became an addict because of her. Non-specific addict, though. It could just be a pokies addict yeah. or something. <laughs> and I'm with Toadie here. You can blame Sonia for a couple of years, but you can't blame her for having yeah. your life ruined forever. Exactly. Oh, and then Erin's been separated from her daughter because of that, and now the daughter doesn't want to see her as well. Yeah. So we have shots of the daughter on Facebook, and yeah. that's all we see. And now my question is, how is Toadie even allowed to chat with this woman in custody? Can he, can he just go and ask for an interview with the woman who's been breaking into his house? That's a very good point. It was another dark day for Erinsborough Police right there. <laughs> it's because Dad Cop's been so busy. He couldn't. He wasn't there to, to fill out the paperwork correctly. Oh, and yeah, the watch house for the police station's in Lasseter's. How does it even fit in there? Uh, well, uh, there's few extra unused rooms, <laughs> Carl's old doctor's office. It's probably one, probably like doubles as you know, one of the three-star hotel rooms for Lasseter's. Yeah, or it's probably just the community hall where they have the gamblers' <laughs> meetings. Now we get to Tarage's big statement that she's giving to Dad Cop. So we think we're not sure if she's been 
Was she raped or wasn't she raped? Yeah, it's been ugh, it's been hard yakka trying to figure out this there's, story. There's been a lot of discussion between you and I on Twitter this week trying to absolutely nail it down. Yeah, because look, basically, we want to know how <laughs> how concerned we have to be for Tarage because yeah. if the guy just got booted out the door, if he went the, the sly pash, yeah, then we could have a bit of fun with this. But if he if he forced himself on her, then that's pretty distressing yeah that's awful i'd really like to have all the facts i mean it's, it's pretty hardcore for 6 30 but yeah th- this is what Tarage said in her interview okay. with, with dad cop she goes uh he tried to kiss me i put a stop to it i told him he, i'd made a mistake and that nothing was going to happen between us i opened the door and asked him to leave i thought he was going to but then he suddenly just shut it and that's when i knew that he wasn't going to take no for an answer i was forced to defend myself mash that's dad cop yep. by the way and that's when i need him and kicked him out so I think that's his job done. Great work, Therese. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've, you've gotten rid of a predator. She defended herself and that's it. She need him in the groin and away he went. Yeah, it's an awful event. Yeah, okay, so she was assaulted to a degree if she's got like, you know, a hurt arm and yeah. that. I'm curious that this really does kind of warrant a police report rather than, say, just a visit to HR. Yeah. Um, Dad Cop goes back to Lassiter's to gather evidence. And can I just say, the Muzak in the foyer has been turned up really loud in this episode. There is some tinkly, tinkly piano music. That's because Tarage isn't behind the desk. No, she can't over, she can't micromanage. See, he talks to Paul. Paul is mortified still. He's got the guilt. Oh, yeah, he feels terrible. Yeah, Ezra checked out last night and the cop wants the security tapes. Which makes me ask, do they have cameras in their hotel rooms? Probably. Creepy. Of course, Paul's got the <laughs> sex tapes in his back room. And now this is a bit that annoyed me the most out of the whole week. So Drab goes to see Tarage and says, you know, we're so different, but I, we've always understood, I always understood you. I've always been happiest with you. And they basically kiss and make up. Yeah. Like your marriage was in tatters two days ago. Yeah. You've had two nights apart and this sleazeball basically drives your wife back into your arms? That's not healthy. Yeah. No, no. Last week you were blaming her because you didn't get to do surfing for 20 years. Yeah. Oh, he's so lame. Oh, he's, he's the worst. He's so wrong. I hate him. Oh, oh, and Ezra, according to Paul, has been sacked and he'll never work for Lassiter's again. Now, all that Paul knows was that he made a move on to Rage and she had to kick him out. Is that a sackable offence? Yeah, that's... He's, he's got some real grounds for unfair dis- dismissal. Yeah, he hasn't... They haven't done any re- any performance reviews. They haven't no. had any mediation. No. Just bang, sacked. Not even... like There's not even any charges laid yet. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah. So then that's it. Tarage comes home to the Willis house. And she yeah. looks like, to be honest, she could have used a few more nights in the hotel. Like, she did look a little bit disappointed she when she like, got home for a moment. The kids are like, we've made dinner. And she's like, oh, God, I'm uh, back here. Do you reckon they made dinner or was it takeaway with all the trimmings? Thai takeaway, all the trimmings. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. And then we have this moment where Paul brings treats around to the house. Brings a hamper. Yeah. Which was, you know, he probably already had at Lassiter's that they give to corporate clients. Yeah, a Christmas one. (laughs) And Drab throws him out, just says, he says, you can shove it. Yeah, take your basket and your apology and shove it. And so thanks. Now his wife can't even speak for herself. Like she's been assaulted, we think. So that man's take away, taken away her power. Now her husband's taking away her voice. Yeah. Like, I just don't like where this well, is going. Let's be honest. I don't think Tarage's voice is going to be taken away for long. Well, that's why it bothered me that it was <laughs> exactly. taken away for five minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. Now we need to get to Rain. Oh, God, Rain. Okay. So let's yeah. remind everyone, Rain is Daniel Robinson, Scott and Charlene's son. It's his ex-girlfriend from when he used to live in a cult up in the Gold Coast. And she's got manky hair. And she wears midriff. Tops Hippie and tops. maxi tie-dyed skirts. She's kind of camping on a field at, yeah, she, outside last, the Lassiter's complex. She's a Byron Bay cliche. She's Yeah, she's just picked a spot and she's camped there. She's plonked up her Tibetan, Tibetan um, prayer flags. Which are the exact prayer flags that Daniel and Amber had draped across exactly. the falcon when they yeah. were living in their car. <laughs> now, she's right on the brainwashing of Amber. She's hugging her. She's given her this pendant with some kind of witchcraft attached to it and Lauren's just watching them through the windows like going oh. mm. and she's just talking any old new age crap like because yeah. like Amber's saying I feel more spiritual and Rain's all like most people drown that out with consumerism and medication so, what so here's the thing about Rain I actually don't know what her point is so sometimes she says sustainable living and grow our mm. own produce yeah which is look all very admirable goals. Yeah, and it's very hipster and modern. Yeah. Like, hats off to that. But 
like, what does she want from these people? Does she want their money to set? Because she's got money to set yeah, up yeah, these Yeah, she's got this aunt who died. Yeah, it's really weird. So Daniel's now realising that Amber's off with the fairies. Oh, yeah. He's just, okay, look, there's not a whole lot going on with her on a good day, but there's really even less going on with her now. Oh, look, she's crapping on about consumerism, which I don't think she'd use a word with that many syllables before. (laughs) Oh, and then it turns out that that pendant that she received was actually a gift from Daniel to Rain. Yes. And a while ago that would have made her jealous, but now she doesn't care. So alarm bells are going off at Daniel. Now... Rain has had some opposition to her her council application for New yeah, Eden. which is normal. Yeah, because they don't want hippies parked out the front yeah, yeah. growing tomatoes while they're trying to sell focaccias down at the cafe. Exactly. So she goes and confronts Lauren about that because she finds out Lauren did it. Mm-hmm. Lauren thinks more kind of community consultation is needed, which is fair enough. Yeah. And she says, you're just opposed to alternative lifestyles. And I just think, no, Lauren just is annoyed by you and doesn't want you hanging yeah. around. And that's fair. Then Loz threatens um, Rain with, as a mother, I'm going to shut you down. I love that. Shut you down. She's one girl with a tent. What are you shutting down here? <laughs> I just pull out her tent pegs. That'll do it. It's not a, it's not a class mm. action suit. Mm. So Rain tells Amber's about the objections to New Eden, and mm. she says, they think I'm trying to set up a weird cult or something, which is the first time they've mentioned the C word. Well, yes, the first time they've directly said it, which mm. is quite strange because it actually is a cult. I mean, of course, we're going to be suspicious of your cult yeah, because it's a cult. And then the, it's the Turner's family lunch. Yes, and then Amber reveals, oh, guess what, guys? I'm actually not going to go to uni. And by the way, Lauren is harassing her a lot about uni when it's like she only, she's only finished exams a week ago. Like, calm down. Give this kid a break. Exactly. Well, look, to be honest, I'm kind of with Amber on this. I yeah. don't think she'd necessarily gain much from uni aside from a hex dash. Yeah. Because well, she's not that bright. And she's learned a bit of photography at school. She can do a little mini course. She can, And look, she's done her wedding photography already. Yeah. I think she'll be fine. She's got a good CV. She's worked yeah. at the cafe. She's fine. And she announces she's going to move into New Eden. And that's where we leave Tuesday. Welcome to a bonus guided meditation courtesy of New Eden. Relax. Clear your mind. Look into the golden light. You are brainwashed. When you wake up, you will go to iTunes and give The Neighbours Podcast a five-star rating. You will tell your friends to subscribe. Crystals, calm blue ocean, caftans. This is the end of the meditation. You can return to your regularly programmed brain. This is Neighbours, you're with Vaya and Kate and Dad, Cop and Lauren are in damage control because their daughter's about to run off to join a cult. But that said, Dad Cop is kind of strangely unconcerned by it. I mean, he's a cop. You'd think he'd be a bit more suspicious of what's clearly a cult. I mean, I guess, I mean, in his defence, it's a one-woman cult. (laughs) It's just a girl. Maybe there's actually some sort of legal definition. It's not a cult until there's at least three people. Yeah, it's just a sassy girl. (laughs) With with dirty hair. So he's right Mm. not to be worried. (laughs) Just that she keeps saying culty things. Mm. So Amber's dropped the bomb to Daniel that she wants to live in um, New Eden and he's like, oh, you'll love community living, gathering eggs for breakfast, harvesting produce, evening meal. What? Evening meal? He literally just said evening meal. He didn't even justify it. Yeah, like... so the shit, they haven't been having dinner now. <laughs> why, now... Don't, why don't they just go fruit picking? <laughs> Make some money? Yeah, yeah. My problem here is mm. that a couple of weeks ago, Daniel and Amber were living in a car. Yeah. And she, and she was her, miserable. And the, yeah, the lesson she learnt from that was, I don't like living in a car. No. Now no. she's decided I'm going to live in a field. Yeah, and that's <laughs> going to be okay. <laughs> We're wrestling my prayer flags. That's my home. Like one of my favourite quotes from Friends is, "Pigeons learn faster than you." <laughs> she she can't retain any knowledge or life experience. No. Girl. no. Uh, but then old mate Rain drops the bomb that Lauren is instigating all the planning objections. Then she goes, I know a place on the Mornington Peninsula. It's not as good, but it will still work. I got a bit excited then. I thought, yes, move them all off to the Mornington Peninsula. Yes. Daniel, Amber, Rain, all yeah, of them. Yeah. Get rid of them. Amber's initially not that keen, um, you know, saying, oh, I wasn't thinking going that far. But look, I looked this up on Google Maps. It is literally a 30-minute drive from where Erinsborough is yeah, right. to Frankston. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. I used to commute further to work. So the night that 
Georgia packed a suitcase to go and look for Honga. Exactly. She was going for half an hour. Yeah, half an hour um, taxi ride wouldn't have cost that much. No. Oh, yeah, then Daniel gets a phone call. He has to go off and do something, and it turns out that that something is going to meet up with Loz. Yes, and this is where Lauren points out how stupid and malleable her daughter is to Daniel. Yeah. (laughs) She's just admitting, look. She's easily led. She's an idiot. (laughs) And I'm talking to you and you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. So this is saying a lot. And she's all like, the Mornington Peninsula? It's not Abu Dhabi, love. No, the Mornington Peninsula is beautiful. I think they'd actually have a lovely time setting up their cult there. I'd much prefer to have my cult near the beach. It'd be near hot springs. <laughs> lovely. So she, so Lauren wants Daniel's alliance to take down Rain. And he goes to warn Amber. Like, I think mm. you're being led here and manipulated. He actually and... says that she's being brainwashed. And then she says to him, I need to think. I need to meditate. But you know what? I don't think she can multitask like that. I think it's one or the other. I guess that's why she's taken to meditating so easily that she can just <laughs> she empty out her brain. Clear that mind. <laughs> so many people I talk to who meditate, like, oh God, it's so hard to shut down. I always talk about, I've got to put the washing on, yeah, yeah. I've got to make dinner. But nah, Amber's like, nah, <laughs> flick the switch and away we go. Yeah. So then Daniel goes to meet Rain in the murder rotunda where his cousin was brutally murdered. Yeah, look, the murder rotunda gets, still, gets a lot of foot traffic. Yeah. The murder has not halted its value as a tourist attraction no, on Aaron's no. <laughs> You think they'd at least paint over the bloodstains, but oh well. <laughs> oh, the, 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 um, the tornado would have washed them away. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, and then rain absolutely shit cans Amber. <gasps> it was amazing. Yes. She's just a little kid. She's a schoolgirl. She doesn't know anything. Yeah. She needs us to tell her what to do. She's just some girl who won't even spend a month in a car. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm some kind of girl who won't spend a month in a car. Yeah, that's, that made me respect Amber, is that she <laughs> realised she's not the person to spend time in a car. Yeah, and she calls it pathetic as well, which, well, actually, yeah, she, these are truth bombs, really. And this is where I think Rain completely falls down as a character. I mean, there's not much to her, but when you're trying to manipulate these people and then you tell the fiancé that, that the girl is a complete idiot yeah, when, yeah. when all this time you've been trying to befriend her... Doesn't that immediately discredit you to everyone you're trying oh, yeah, to get yeah, on side? Yeah. Look, the manipulation only works so far. But I- I'd love it if she was sending like anonymous notes to everyone. Amber's an idiot. <laughs> Amber's pathetic. Amber's a schoolgirl. Yeah, it would have been like the truth bomber all over <laughs> exactly. again. Everyone would have been like, well, yeah. <laughs> then suddenly she's like, but I need you, Daniel. I need you for New Eden. And then mm. goes the pash. Yeah, mm, gross. Bless his heart. He pushes her away. Then she buggers off, and then he's sitting around moping on some steps, and who should turn up but old mate Imogen. Imogen, who's who's dug up her crush again. Yeah. Look, what is this girl saying in Daniel? I don't know. She, her sharp young legal mind. Does she like his face? I think she likes his face. That's it. Okay, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, actually, no, this week I noticed there's some real parallels between her and Daniel and Tarage and Drab. Oh, yeah. She's just found a new dad. She's found like a, you know, like a bit of a wastrel. A a layabout who's very handsome, Mm. who's not going to come up to her level intellectually. Oh, no, 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 no. Some Mm. fascinating Freudian stuff going on here. (laughs) So Lauren tries to de-brainwash Amber and it hasn't worked. And Amber runs over to Rain and says, I need another hit. I need another meditation. I need to regain clarity. (laughs) So she... She's like, it's like junkie Sonia's come back. So, and Rain is, looks pretty busy. She's like, oh, all right, I'll give you five minutes. Sit down. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll stop, you know, dismantling my tent. And she goes, oh, get, give me your phone. I'll put it on your phone so I don't have to keep talking to you. <laughs> Basically. Then, then she makes um, Amber lie down on a grotty picnic rug, pops a marble on her forehead <laughs> and walks around just speaking to her. Again, I don't know what kind of new age, new ageiness Rain is harnessing here. I mean, is it is it meditation? Is it Reiki? Is it voodoo? <laughs> I don't know what she's doing. It's, it's very unclear. And she starts saying things like, it's the golden light. Like, look into the golden light. Mm. And Actually, do you want me to read out her meditation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're basically intercutting next scenes of um, Daniel and Imogen being in the pub and Imogen's, like, pumping up Daniel's tyres and um, Rain's doing the meditation on Amber. As you head towards the golden light, feel its warmth enveloping you in its soothing embrace. Let go now. Let yourself drift into a state of complete relaxation, deeper than you've ever gone before. Blah, 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 and blah. this actually works. Like Amber's yeah. out cold. She's, yeah, hip- yeah. she's hypnotized. Then she goes into like metaphors and then says, Daniel is the current dragging you under. 
Daniel is that current drowning you. <laughs> and, and then it, she gets really literal. I love it yeah. when she just goes, Daniel doesn't love you. <laughs> and then, yeah, then it does a bit of a, da, 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 Daniel doesn't love you and he never has. You're not meant to be together. When you leave here, you'll have a realisation. You'll understand you have to break free from Daniel, let him go forever. And job done. And but yeah. then she wakes up and she's like, oh, I don't feel as good as I normally do. <laughs> <laughs> normally I feel pretty positive from these, but, you know, I'm not feeling right. And it's swift. I just think she's had, she's listened to one CD, one meditative mm. CD, had one session with Rain on the picnic rug. And this is her third meditation yeah. session. And she has been transformed. Like, this is powerful stuff. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is like supernatural level yeah. brainwashing. Oh, it, she's quite accomplished, Rain. So anyway, she's got that on her phone, so she, off she pops. Yep. And now we, we visit Sheila, Colette, Nan. She's found Naomi some jobs on the internet. Which was interesting because last week Sheila couldn't look up a robbery in Frankston on Google. <laughs> she a good can, point. She can get on <laughs> seek.com yeah. and find some temp jobs for Naomi. <laughs> but Naomi's starting a new business, Naomi Canning Enterprises. Oh, that sounds like the worst business. Event planning and arts management. What does arts management even mean? Oh, my God. And... Event planning is very stressful mm. and takes a lot of work. She can't just mm. decide, I'm going to be an event planner. Well, look, she decided she was going to be a legal secretary and that worked for her. Yeah, I guess. Not very well. But um, Sheila, bless her heart, she reckons now we should start with something simple and that we um, need some glassies down at the waterhole. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You know, just... Aim high for your daughter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then Gaz turns up, yes. and it, according to both of them, it's been years since they've seen each other. Yeah, so Dud Dad and Naomi are brother and sister. Straight away, their eyes are darting back and forth. Like, you can tell there's a bit of tension yeah, between yeah. the siblings. Now, he and Kyle have just come back from Warnable, where they went on a mission to find some wood, which we find out later Kyle couldn't even afford. Like, do you know how expensive petrol is to Warnable? It's like three and a half hours from yeah. Melbourne. And he realises, oh, I used all my money driving to Warnable to buy wood. Yeah. Kind of was, was the road to nowhere. He should have dropped in on Colac on the way back. He could have dropped in on George's, on his in-laws. Yeah, and you'd think Georgia would go with him on the way to Warnable to see her parents. Yeah. Oh, no, well, they were in a ute. It would have been a bit of walks three across. But, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but a little bit of family bonding time. But then, yeah, Dud Dad wants to um, start his own handyman business, which would be you know, in direct competition with his son. It'd be – so you've got Dial Kyle and you could have um, – Give Gaz a ring. <laughs> I can't think of a good rhyming word for Gaz. Has, has a Gaz. Has a Gaz. <laughs> but then um, Sheila, after running down Naomi's business ambitions, is all like, oh, yes, Gaz, no, don't just stop at that. You could be a carpenter. Well, I don't know, mate. I think you need to have some sort of qualification to be a carpenter, don't you? Do an apprenticeship. No, you just need a bit of um, enthusiasm, <laughs> which Gary has because he runs off to fix a shelf. Yes, which is in Kyle's house. Why had he not fixed this? Yeah, Yes, because he's too busy driving a Warnable for mm. no reason. We get quite a lot revealed with Naomi. She asks Gary if anyone knows that they've been catching up. Well, no, obviously, because as far as Kyle's aware, no one's heard from his dad in 15 years. Yeah, and then she laughed at his Mackenzie brothers' story yes. as well. So his story is that he witnessed an armed robbery, or uh, that's why he had to leave yeah, town. To get away from the bad dudes. And then straight away that gets undone. And he, yeah, says, yeah. he says, okay, I, I lied, but I just, I felt bad and I wanted them to, you know, yeah. accept me. And she's all like, oh, so now you're the hero. And now, okay, this is another really annoying thing. So Georgia, right, suggests a vow renewal ceremony. Oh, They've been married Jesus. less than a month. Less than a month. And she says, oh, Naomi didn't get to see the wedding. Naomi chose to stay on a beach in Hawaii. She Look, she didn't even choose. She would have been on the plane then because she left the previous day. Yes. Yeah. She could have booked a flight for the Monday after the wedding. Yeah. Well, actually, that's Sheila's fault really, isn't yeah, it? She, yeah. <laughs> bad planning for Sheila. She's not going to be an event mm. planner. But um, Naomi is really jealous of Dud Dad being um, Sheila's favourite. And she's yes. like, where's my special cake for coming home from Hawaii slash Melbourne? Oh slash God, buy your own cake. You're like 100 years old. <laughs> and then um, Naomi and, and Dud Dad were talking about Sheila saying, I wonder if she'd be so nice if she knew what really happened in Frankston. Oh, my God. What the hell happened in Frankston? I'm desperate to know. Lots of things have happened at Frankston. <laughs> <laughs> Just have to narrow it down. Oh, yeah. And during that, Naomi... Necking a stubby as well. It's really showing her Frankston roots. Yes, there. it's like her brother's back in town and that started to 
give away at her... Bogifying it. Yes, her bogan interior is emerging. <laughs> so then Naomi says to Dad, Dad, you've got to come clean. And now we, we can spend absolutely no time discussing the page storyline this week because it was a nothing story. It was, it was this week's Ceramic Pig. Definitely. Oh, God, it was dull. So mm. Paige is online dating for some reason on her brother's laptop. And strangely, through Facebook. Yes, I thought she was on RSVP or something, or Tinder. But no, she's just got Facebook open and just friending random people. And um, some dude, Bryson Douglas, has sent her a message saying, oh my God, are you a spam butt? Because you're smoking hot. And so Bailey, I was going to say hacks in, but it's his own computer. So he just jumps onto the computer and starts writing back to this dude for his sister. Like, gross. Anyway, Mm. move on from them because that was weird. Yeah, ceramic pig. Now, Thursday. Amber has woken up from her hypnosis and Daniel tells her he's not going to go to the Mornington Peninsula for the new cult. Mm. And he says, you're not going either, which by the way, don't tell your girlfriend what to do. Like, no, yeah. Look, hey, she's used to it. Yeah. It's part of their relationship. <laughs> oh, and then he tells her that Rain pashed him. Yes. She could not give a shit. Even though a couple of months ago, she lost her mind when she found out he got a tattoo because of rain. Mm. And now she's like, eh, whatever. She can make out with you. That's fine. Yeah. And she's all like, you're the current of negativity that's flowing through my life. Yeah. Like she's been brainwashed so literally that she's quoting the meditation back verbatim. Then Daniel's back in the pub with Imogen and she's comforting again. And they're sitting far too close together for my liking. Yeah. Look, he's trying to explain the brainwashing to Imogen. And what I love is that he actually can't. He's so vague. He's like, Rain's brainwashed Amber. And Imogen's like, what do you mean brainwashed? He's like, well, she's just said stuff and now Amber's different. (laughs) Amber's using long words now. (laughs) Then Rain comes into the pub and um, she says to Daniel, oh, Amber's drowning you. And he puts it, you know, two and two together and realizes that that's pretty much Hang on a exactly what Amber said. Amber doesn't know long words and Rain just used a long word. She used the same metaphor. <laughs> so the pennies dropped for him. Rain's like, gotta go, BRB, going to Mornington Peninsula. So he, he grabs Loz and together they go and um, find Amber so they can deprogram her. Okay, so they see Amber sitting by the pool. Having another crack at her meditation, which is now on her iPhone. Which she's listening to through the speaker. Yes. And so the meditation is saying, slowly bring up all your insecurities, sit with them, consider them, like your fear of letting people down, which is kind of legit to this point, isn't it? Yeah. Um, of Daniel being disappointed in you, look deep into your soul and you will find the truth. And if you find the truth, it's that Daniel doesn't love you, never loved you and have the courage to accept it. But isn't this meant to be the same meditation she recorded the other day? I know, she was really going to town, it's, Daniel. It's That's... different words, though. Yeah, no wonder you know, Amber's feeling a little bit negative. <laughs> And then um, Lauren runs up to her. This is my favourite moment. So Daniel and Lauren hear the meditation through the iPhone speakers. Mm. They lunge over and grab the phone. Loz magically turns it off. Yeah, just by picking it up. Yeah, I don't... Look, I'd like to know how to do that. It's pretty handy. (laughs) And just by turning it off, mid-sentence, Amber snaps out of it. Yeah, she wakes up. She's unbrainwashed. It's it's like she was hypnotised and she just woke up. Well, Rain, you, you've got to sort out your sorcery because mm. it's so easy to brainwash someone and so easy to have them snap out of it. It's not very effective. <laughs> I think that she maybe needs some time in an institution. No, she, she did not. She looked quite NQR oh when she was just lying there on a banana lounge. But so, I would love to see Amber in one of those hypnosis shows where they, they get people to eat onions thinking they're apples because <laughs> she is so susceptible to this. She was well, – Rain? She'd be running around like a chicken. She could sell out arenas. Exactly. People pay money for this stuff. She could at least do Bucks Nights. Exactly. (laughs) She's got a gift. Oh, no, she could do the footy show. They always have a hypnotist on the footy show. Yeah. That'd be great. She's quite talented. She just doesn't actually know what the hell she's doing. Mm. You're you're thinking you're naked. (laughs) (laughs) You're acting like a respectable gentleman. (laughs) Well, actually, she could hypnotize a few people on Randy Street and that'd be good. Yeah. So Amber and Daniel go running to find Rain, who's packing up her crystals down in the field where oh, yeah. she's been living. She's, she's got crystals hanging from the trees there. Yeah. <laughs> where's, where's the local hoodlums when you need them? Yeah, where's her laptop where she burnt the meditation CD? She's only got crystals. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. And so um, Amber chucks the CD and the ugly necklace down at her. I'm still wondering, how the hell was she listening to that CD? Kids don't listen to CDs. No. Then they, the three of them start bitching at each other. Oh, yeah. So they yeah. scream at Rain. She and, calls them materialistic. Yeah, well, look, Rain is dropping truth bombs left, right and centre. She says to Amber, you're a materialistic, self-obsessed schoolgirl. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With no idea who she is. Yes. Living her life through boyfriends. Ding, ding, ding. That is 100% accurate assessment of Amber. Except when you're trying to get people on side, you might want to just pretend for a little bit longer that you mean well. Yeah. So Rain just basically says to Damber that they're doomed. Oh, she said, you two will be drawn together through circumstance, which means it'll be circumstance that breaks you apart. I was just confused by that. Yeah, look, I've been confused this whole week. I don't understand how Rain's, I don't know what her goal is. She wanted Daniel. This this was she was doing the long con here. So right, she was right. um trying to send Amber insane and make her reject Daniel to so drive then, her away. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like such a such a small goal. Oh, but she's such cl- a megalomaniac. She's cleverer than Imogen though. It worked. Well, well, yeah. very, very very nearly worked. <laughs> she didn't get friend zoned. No. So now we return to Naomi and she is trying to get Dad Dad to come clean about the lie he told with the Mackenzies. Because he, he says, I was I was doing some mates a favour. I didn't know they were going to rob a bank. And she's all like, well, um, but they asked you to wait for them outside a bank with the engine running. Isn't it a servo? <laughs> no, it was a bank, I think. It's a bank? Yeah, yeah. yeah. God. And you didn't think there was anything sus in that. Look, I've stated this before, but this robbery was 15 years ago. So 1999, I don't think you can rob a bank in 1999. No, especially a bank in Frankston, which I'm pretty sure is going <laughs> to have all the, the security. <laughs> they can have all the bounces at that bank. So, okay, they're discussing a vow renewal, and ma- magically, it's happening in the next scene. So they're at the vow renewal, and they're all wearing. Oh, it was oh. disgusting. They're wearing. It was Hawaiian themed. Oh, except it just looked like a Bogan beach wedding theme. Yeah, but the, the best part for me was that it was at the waterhole, but they hadn't actually cordoned off any part of the waterhole. No, the patrons <laughs> were still enjoying their the pa- bistro pa- meal. Pot and a palmer on a, on a weekday. <laughs> There was a lot of ambient noise in the background of this yeah, yeah. service. Yeah, extras in the background eating. Oh, yeah, and, and then Sheila officiates and, and ends up by saying, you may kiss and slobber on. Oh, God. Dud Dad and Kyle go out to the car park where they discover that Dud Dad didn't lock the um, the toolbox in the back of the ute and all of Kyle's tools have been stolen. Yeah, Dud Dad has stuffed up again. And Kyle overreacts a bit here. He confesses he's got no money left. Mm. Like, that's a bit of a worry. And his um, insurance lapsed a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, if I was him, I think I'd just renew it and maybe report it a week later. Oh, <laughs> insurance Jesus. fraud 101. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he's sulking. They're like, why don't you borrow some tools from Christos? He's like, they won't be the same. Yeah, well, no shit. He's a mechanic. Why would he have a drop <laughs> saw? Come on. <laughs> just borrow. If I was if I was Carl, I'd be scouting out every cash converters in the like surrounding ten suburbs trying to find me tools. And we know that Dad Dad only ever does business on the Lasseter's lawn. They're not going to be far. No, exactly. And now, I, Naomi accuses Gary of stealing the tools because he stole her iPad. Uh, oh, sorry, iPod in yeah. Sydney. <laughs> now um, we see Dad Dad. With a man. A very sketchy looking bikey his, dude. Yeah, his boot is open and there are tools in the back of the boot. And we immediately assume he's hocking them off to this dude. Yeah, Sheila sees it. She's sus. And again, he's in the Lasseter's complex. Yeah. So go to the next suburb to do your dodgy dealings. <laughs> and it's not even worth mentioning, but Paige is getting texts from this this bloke, Bryson. <laughs> and and we see the screen. He's like messaging her, mentioning that he's ironing his nan's handkerchief. Hashtag winning. And he starts asking Paige what she's wearing. And essentially it's implied that they're sexting in the middle of the bar. Yeah. Like she's on her laptop, on her brother's laptop. I know. Sexting this guy. Does she not have a smartphone? Actually, she does have a smartphone. We saw her the winning text on yeah. that. Yeah. So that was Ceramic gross. pig. Okay. So look, it's been, an, it's been an intense week. So Friday was a little bit of light relief. Although light relief that still depressed me, as we'll get to in a yeah. minute. With Carl and his escapades. So now Sheila admits to Dud Dad that she saw him talking to a bloke with tools in the boot and and Gary says, no, he was buying some tools for Kyle yeah. to replace them. Sheila's got some Franger street smarts though and she's all like, well, they're clearly stolen and, yeah. you know, like receiving stolen goods, which I'm sure she's quite familiar with. And, like, we've got two cops on this street, so you better take that stuff back. Yeah. And meanwhile, Georgia's talking to Kyle about his finances. Again, great marriage they have. They haven't discussed that he's dead broke. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, George is like 
clearly like running the whole show with his marriage. She's yeah. got a professional career. He's got some business, which is really half-assed. Yeah. Oh, and then in the last episode, he actually asked Dad Dad to move into the share house as well. True. Without even asking Christos. So at the moment... Oh, yeah, who's in that house? Let's do a head yeah. count. So we've got Christos, <laughs> Sheila, Kyle, Georgia, Naomi. That's five people. Yep. And Dad Dad. Dad Dad, six people. And Bossy the dog. Jeez, six people and, and a, dog. a dog. I don't think there was even that many people there in the Robinson days. Was, was the scu- Was that the old Scully house? Yeah, yeah. They, was, had, they, they had three daughters. They had quite a few parents. kids. And yeah. a, look, it's it's full house. Like, he, Uncle he, Jesse's going to be moving in soon. He's going to have to move into Sheila's bedroom, surely. Okay, so I guess rent's not a problem for them. No, no. Well, that's look, it's really going to reduce their rent payments. So because Kyle's fiscally irresponsible, George is going to cut pick up the slack and take up some extra nursing shift. You know, I think she's just get, getting away from the cannings. Yeah, she's like, I'm just going to be at work for the next five months. Isn't that yes. okay? <laughs> and then Dud Daddy's going to come good and he rings up an old mate for a favour and somehow produces wads of cash. Yeah. Which is strange because he was getting cash in hand from Sheila not long ago. That's basically this week's mystery. What did he do to get that money? Yeah, was... I'm guessing he's not down Grey Street. <laughs> Now back to Tony and Sonia's place where Brennan is drilling their windows shut. And and Sonia's all like, nah, we don't need to do this. This is all right. Why didn't they have window locks to begin with? I mean, I guess that, you know, they didn't have a front door that locked for a long time. They're pretty cash about the fact that there's a stalker who yeah. like was going to attack her daughter. No wonder they didn't get a wink of sleep. The, the, the oh. house is like open to all, you know, all comers. Erin is due to be released, but not just yet. So Toadie has, has these cli- these Chilean clients. The Chilean connection. So where, is he going to Chile? Where's he going? Yeah, yeah, he's going to Chile. Remember, he's been there before. Oh. I, I like to get it mixed up with um, old sus woman with the, the coffee importer. <laughs> yeah, Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll just bring back some diamonds and he's, some decaf. He's doing some, um, yeah, jewel thievery. Yeah. So Sonia's like, no, 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 you can go, you can go. Erin's in custody, don't even worry about it. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, Sonia's racked with guilt over the fact that Erin's life is over. And yeah. it's, Sonia blames herself because Erin's blaming her. Yeah, and so she really wants to go and see her because she thinks it'll provide some closure. And so Toadie takes her down to the cop shop. And Toadie, meanwhile, is just like, let it, let it go, sweetie. Yeah. Like, I don't like this lady. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't like thinking about you as a junkie. Can we not go and hang out with her? Sonia goes to talk to Erin and Erin's just not having a bar of Sonia. Yeah, Erin's actually has got a fair bit of nous in being able to stalk Sonia. Why doesn't Erin stalk her own child? Yeah. She could have been hanging out with her her own daughter. Exactly. Sonia's daughter. Sending her some truth bombs. Your mum. Your your mum's a junkie. G'day. It's your mum. Just checking in. Oh, so- Sonia was looking up the daughter on Facebook and I paused the screen. They've got a mutual friend in common. You serious? Yes. Yes. I took a screen cap of it. <gasps> so Sonia, uh, Sonia and, and the daughter have a mutual friend, <gasps> one mutual friend. But then um, I was trying to look at the picture and see if it was Aaron. And I was like, but then no, but it can't be Aaron because they've explicitly told us that the daughter doesn't want anything to do with Aaron. Yeah. So who do they know in common? Maybe it's like one of Dita Brimer's old mates. So Detective Mechanic comes running round and he says, Sonia, I've got some terrible news. Erin's um, been released on bail. Mm. And Sonia's like, I know that. I put up the bail. Oh, which, you know, aka <sighs> Toadie paid for the bail. Yeah, <laughs> dip into the joint account. So Toadie's in Chile and Sonia has released her stalker back into the wild. Yeah. Oh, which Sonia. Dramatically great, but yeah. Just, it really sums up a week of idiocy on yeah. this street. <laughs> And then, speaking of idiocy, we finally have Carl. Oh, God. Which I know we were saying the Paige storyline was the new ceramic pig, but it turns out the new Paige is the new ceramic pig. Oh, my God. I just, they just need to bring in the cat, a new pet cat, and we oh, can be done with this. Sass cat. So, we know that Carl's allowed to get a pet, and Susan's like, you can go into the pet shop and have a look, but don't bring anything back. And because he's completely disrespectful to his wife's wishes, he comes back with a pet. With an aquarium, which is really got a really bright light in it, and it kind of flares on the screen as well. Yeah. It's not a great no. Idea. And, I th- and I thought, why is the new cat inside a fish tank? And it turns out they didn't get their cat, which would have been a brilliant idea. They got a Mexican walking fish, an axolotl. Oh my God, Carl! Like seriously, the next thing Susan gives you is going to be divorce papers because you're an <laughs> effing idiot. 
And then um, Christos had some sort of amusing story about an old friend of his whose axolotl escaped and bit his finger off or some story, but it, it sounded like a very tall tale. It freaks Carl out, as that's hilarious. Look, if my partner, like sometimes he, he likes pet shops and he likes to go in and take pictures of bunnies and send them to me, mm. going, why don't we get a bunny? And I go, ha, 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 very funny. Come home now. Yeah, yeah. See, photos are fine. Yeah, he doesn't bring home the rabbit. God, yeah. So Carl brings home this hideous thing. And so then he wakes up in the middle of the night, freaked out by Christos' story about the roaming mm. axolotl. He looks over at the tank and... Can't, can't see it. It's gone. Yeah. And so then, you know what he does then? He arms himself with a golf putter. So Carl was going to brain his new fish <laughs> with a golf putter? What is wrong with him? That's psychotic. And he's the one that told them all a pet is forever. Pets yeah, not just for until Christmas. Yeah, until you beat the crap out of it. <laughs> horrible. And then Susan is really sassy as well. She's like, he's like, we've got to take it back. She goes, no, no, no. A pet is forever, Carl. <laughs> and she goes over to the tank and points to the axolotl, which is just hiding behind a rock or something. Yeah. It's like, it's right there. So then Carl bundles it all up and takes it around to Christos', Christos place and hands him the tank and says, this is your pet now. Yeah. So aside from having six people and a dog, they've now got an axolotl living oh my there God. too. And Nate, part-time. Bossy is going to eat that thing tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it'll probably bite off Bossy's tongue before then. Oh, it's going to end in tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. That's the week. My goodness. It was intense at the start and then it ended with a Mexican walking fish. <sighs> and I'm just bewildered. So I think rain's gone. I don't think we're going to have rain again. Yeah, the rains have dried up. So she, so she just came in. Did some brainwashing, it undid itself, and then she packed up and left. She's POQ'd to Frangers. I'm a bit disappointed to see her go, because it was kind of great. I love it if she did recruit Honger for the New Eden in Mornington <laughs> Peninsula. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'll give this a go. She'll get, she'll get Dialogaz down to, to build her teepee. Can we brew our own beer? <laughs> oh, I'll take you down the 21st Century Dance Club. <laughs> Tweet us. Facebook us at NeighboursPod or Facebook.com slash NeighboursPodcast. And Kate, your Twitter handle? I'm at Remude. And I'm at Vaya Pashos. Please chat to us. We love it. You're hilarious. And we'll be back next week with the finale. We'll have both Kate and CJ as well as myself. It's going to be a grand old time. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. So we've got Christos, Sheila, Kyle, Georgia and Naomi. So it's four people. That's six people. Hang on, no, no. So we've got Sheila, Kyle, Georgia, Naomi, plus Dud Dad. And Christos. Wait. <laughs> Please edit all this out. Yes. Okay. So, all right, so we've got Christos, <laughs> Sheila, Kyle, Georgia, Naomi. That's five people. Yep. And Dud Dad. Dud Dad, six people. And Bossy the dog.